know, it's, it's like, it'd it be feeling like when we take a week off, it'd be like a month. It does. What, what, what we on? I don't know. Two, I got right? a PSA, though. I got a PSA. Okay. Right. My fault. We ain't got a PS. We ain't got an announcement for y'all. Mm -hmm. Right off the bat. What you got, Wayne? Got an announcement. And I think I'm talking for the whole tri-state and the Sixers Nation. I brought your bag, Ben. Got your bags packed. <laughs> <laughs> Get up out of here. You don't want to be here? We don't want you here. I'm speaking for the Sixers Foundation, Sixers Nation, and the whole tri-state. Bye. Peace. Mm. But please, though, do me a favor, though. You can do a whole show on Ben Simmons. Do me a favor. Bring him, bring him over here. Bring him. Cause we need a point guard. Ooh. All right. We don't. We don't need a six-nine power forward or whatever you are. Cause you're not a point guard. Here you back. Peace out, bro. You done? You done with him? Yeah, I, you, I, you I, I dropped your back. You 100% done with him. That's what episode we on. That's the type of time I'm on. You know what? You know me. I, I I will always love going back and forth with you. I, I can't even say anything back to you right now, man. It's just. You got a nerve to be talking about him all the time. What? <laughs> you got a nerve, boy. It's a different generation, bro. It's a different generation, man. But, yeah. You, Wayne said it. Wayne said it. Um, I want to say episode 52, I think. Welcome, everybody. Am University, episode 52. Good to be back. Wayne, you, other than that, are you okay? Because <laughs> I, I, I could tell you, you was about to get red in the face. You, you, you look like you was about to go another route, but Ben Simmons would do that to you. Yeah, man. Ben, ben Simmons would do that to you. It will really get you, get everything bubbling. Um, but, we, again, like you said, we got to have a whole show on that. Tim, how you say it? Calora. Calora. I don't yeah. want to get it wrong. Tim Calora. Uh, what? This will be your third year at Pemberton High School, right? Going yep. into it. Yep. Third year. How you been, brother? Good. Yeah. Uh -huh. Can't complain. I know it's September. You know, this is, it's always that antsy time as a high school basketball coach. You see the football season coming along. And you're like, ah, it's getting closer and closer. And you just can't wait, man. How you feel about the upcoming season? Yeah. It's, you know, I can't, uh, I feel like it's about to be here tomorrow. But, uh, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, start feeling like, mm -hmm. when, When's it gonna happen? Um, you know, but I don't know. Good, excited. Yeah. Guys are kind of on autopilot. We do a lot of stuff in the off season, so yeah. um, you know they do a lot of stuff together. So yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful time for high school basketball coaches, man. I feel like Christmas is coming. Mm -hmm. Every day you wake up, you get a, a, a day closer. Um, but I brought you on here because I had a great conversation with you about something that, again, it, it kind of alludes back to what Del Greco was talking about briefly. Um, when he was last on the show, but um, let's just start here and we'll just ad lib off of that. Um, why isn't high school coaches more involved? I don't even want to say I don't even want to limit it to just academics. To me, it feels like they're not involved in any process in totality. It's, it's good high school coaches out there, but for the most part, they're not involved in any process outside of the actual game or the actual season. I'm talking about recruiting, I'm talking about AAU, I'm talking about academics. It seemed like everybody else in the world is the head of that, the snake of that, but the high school coaches. I got my own opinion on that. Um, I want to hear y'all's first, 
and um, we'll just go from there. Why, why is that happening in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, I'll say I don't know if it was if it kind of uh, happened intentionally. Um, you know, I think it is specific to basketball a little bit. You know, with AU, I you know once that started to grow, I think that you know all of a sudden you know it became a comfortable thing to just let the kids say you know say all right, well your AU is getting you the looks. So you know when the season's done in the spring, kids go play AU on their own. We don't want to force people to do things, and then that's up to the AAU coaches. And I think mm. the more that the AAU has evolved and grown, it's kind of like there's this approach. And again, you know, I'm not saying it's right, but it, I think it's become this, you know, these separated things where the high school coaches become hands off, and and then it's kind of like, well, if you didn't get an offer, you know, that's because your AAU program or your AAU coach didn't really help you. You know, we put you in the spots during the season. And it's mm. just, you know, on you. And I think, you know, again, there's, there's so many different things to say about this. Um, Go crazy, bro. You know, for me at least, I can say the when the season ends, you know, I have an approach to these things. And, and it's that, you know, really I think, um, you know, you have relationships with your players. And so as, as a mentor, as a coach for my players, you know, I want to help them through all, all the processes. So we start with just the end of the season. You know, I give them a, a printed up list of AU programs. You know, Camden Elite will be on there this there year, you and um, you know, I just say, hey, here's the tryout dates. Here's here's some information about them. Um, you know, and let me know which which tryout you're going to go to, and I'll talk to those coaches. Mm. Um, and, and that's just the beginning of the process. Mm. So you know, when they do that, um, depending, you know, like I, I won't force a guy, but if they have a conversation to say, you know, there are better programs, so. You know, like if a kid is going to go play in, in the Hoop Group Showcase League or have an opportunity or be in the EYBL, I'm going to say, hey, go there. But in terms of like the different tiers, I'm just going to give him the information and then follow up and say, where are you going to play? I'll probably talk to those coaches. You know, all my, my players that play for AU coaches, I know those AU coaches have talked to them. So, you know, throughout the, the season, you know, I can be in touch with them and, and just, you know, know what's kind of going on. It's not a controlling thing. It's more of an involvement thing. You're, you're actively involved. Why? And, and I'm, I'm saying this because people need to understand this. Why, why are you so actively involved outside of the high school basketball season? Because the, the whole or is you don't have to be. Yeah. They're coming back to my high school. I coach them during the season. And then what they do at that's not my concern. Yeah. I think it just, you know. A lot of times I hear a lot of complaints about, you know, trainers. You know, oh, well, this trainer tells the kid this, or, you know, this AU coach says this. And my thing is that if, if you know, if there are any coaches that have disagreements to those things, the easiest way to fix that is to get involved. So, you know, I want to be involved to help, you know, my kids because also there's, no, there's not really benefit for me. You know, like it, it does, you know, indirectly help me, but at the same time, you know, those kids are going to go on, they're going to graduate, they're going to be beyond, and, you know, I want to help them get the best situation they can. And so, you know, I think just that, that you know, my understanding and or, like, I really value the position that I got. Like, mm -hmm. I really hold that so strongly. Mm -hmm. Like, I, like I, I can't say it enough, you know, we had a, our one player got recognized by our board, and when I was talking to them, I told them, you know, I remember the exact moment I got the job. Like, the, you know, AD took me out to eat, we sat there, we're talking, and he all, and it was, you know, I was switching with him in conference too. He was hesitant. He said, you know, we really didn't want to actually even bring you in on the interview. But then when we did, we had to offer it to you. And, you know, 
like I'll never forget like I remember the weight of it I was like I felt like I hit the lottery you know and because I have the opportunity to impact kids lives for you know forever and and that's something that again like I remember everything like I remember like I was having a rodeo burger like I, I remember every detail you know that's one thing with being a coach like especially in games I remember so much about players and plays and and things but um, you know, I really don't take that lightly. So I guess just my my understanding of the impact I can have, it doesn't allow me to ever disconnect. Well, <clears throat> I agree with everything. And I appreciate you remembering everything about you coaching because 100%. we need coaches that really love what their position is and respect it. But for the question, I, kind of, I, I blame the, the, uh, the players because mm-hmm. – the recruitment and all that, they going to go where the players is going. And the tradition stopped with trying to make your high school the best high school in your area and be the best in the nation as a high school. And it's starting to go to having the best AAU uh, team or the best going to the best AAU circuits or whatever. If they bring it back to just, let me make my high school the best high school in the whole America. Let me make my high school number one. Then the recruitment and everything going to come back to high school games and everything. And I think that's why coaches try to go overboard sometime where after the season is over and try to still remain connected to the players because they're trying to get that tradition back into high school. Like, take high school serious and then everything else is just extra. Because AAU, when they first came out, that was just extra to do. That was something to do in the summertime. And it just happened to be everybody that was good happened to be there too. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this, because I agree with you, but... In rebuttal, is is it a fifteen year old kid's responsibility to have that type yeah, of mindset? Yeah, because he's the one saying, "Ma, I want to play for them. Ma, I want to do this." But he don't. He don't. But he don't know though. He know that AAU program is very shiny. Yeah. And they on on their Instagram, it looks like they're having a blast. Mm-hmm. And they at Peach Jam, and they doing this and that and that and that, and that's what I want to see. A high school program, the same thing. Well. Let's, let's, let's put it in reality then, right? You said 15 years old. So that take you back to 2006, 2005, 2006. Actually, it was still going on. Like, AAU was still the secondary stuff. So I'm trying to figure out where, where they grew up at where somebody told them, yo, AAU is where is it at? They know where the beat came from the high school. They know where all these NBA players got their status from. Well, not now, but, you know, Carmelo and Dwayne Wade back. Yeah, but you keep going. I mean, but you're going back though. This is a social media driven era, and what I mean by that is social media is teaching our kids. But I think that's not true. Like I just put you 15. You was born in 20, 2005. So like whoever was your old heads, they they came up in that era behind you. So they the ones that's telling you like, yo, but this I'm, high school Pemberton. Let's just say Pemberton, yo, Pemberton, we was always good. We always used to be such and such and such. What I'm getting at, though, is, is, is not enough people saying, articulating what he just said as a coach or as a mentor or as a parent. It's, it's not enough people that's that engaged. When the season is over for a lot of high school coaches, it is over. I mean, and now you just, and now Instagram leads your life. That's and why what? I think Tim about taking, yeah. appreciating his job and respecting it because the coaches that do that, y'all crazy. But, but you know, that's more. Go ahead. You got so, something to add on that? Yeah, I was going to say, like, so then my thing is that, like, what about if the if a kid wants to go to a better AU program, right, but he's not really ever going to play? I was, was going to say that so, next. So, like, I had a player that was like, all right, you know what, I want to go play for this AU program. And he was going to play on a, a, you know, and this was a couple years ago, a lesser team. B-level. And actually on the B team. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm going to go play on the B team. And I was like, well, listen. 
if you do that, like they already said, and again, this is, you know, there there's so many conversations that a 16, 17-year-old kid is not really going to have with a grown adult that's running a program or a Correct. coach. Correct. So, or, you know, a person in the community that is starting their own thing. So, so me as an adult, I can step in and get the information, the facts, and, what, you know, convey to him, well, listen, it's your choice. But here, if you play for the B team, they told me, if you do really well, you may move up to the A team. Now, mind you, this team plays in the HGSL. They're going to be at all the hoop group stuff, all the biggest things. So you're, you know you're going to play in the big events, and there's going to be schools there. Mm-hmm. So if schools are coming to go check out that team, they're going to see you, even if you're actually on the B team because you're still in the same event. Mm-hmm. You're just, and, and so by the end of the season, maybe and they even said he may, he'll practice with the A team. Well, there were like five, six Division One kids on the A team. Didn't play with that team, but he could have practiced all spring with all these Division One kids and got better developed and maybe got better looks than the team he went to, which he ended up moving to another team. He would have never knew that if he didn't tell him, though. A 15-year-old kid wouldn't ever think about the things that he just said. So, again, I, I, I agree with you, but I think it's like a little caveat. I just don't think the OGs is doing their part in this day and age. Which brings me to my next question, and i, I love to hear what you guys think about this because I'm, I'm really passionate about what I'm about to say. Um, I think most coaches... The majority of coaches don't care about kids at all. Or, or again, I grew up, I'm, I've been coaching 10 years in New Jersey. I could just talk about New Jersey. From what I've seen in New Jersey overall, um, I think most coaches are using kids as a scapegoat for their own initiative, whatever it is. Because if you think about it, saying um, it's all about the kids, it's all about the kids, it's all about the kids, it's an easy way to get whatever you want to get across, in my opinion. Um, what do y'all think about that? It, I, I, I don't even know how to phrase it, um, but I know what I've seen time and time and time and time again. And I see too many coaches go straight home after practice. I see too many coaches, when the season is over, won't talk to their kids at all in the off season. I see too many coaches that... A kid graduate, it's over. You'll never hear from this high school coach again in life. Um, I just want to hear your opinion on that, and we'll go from there. I mean, I, yeah. I, first, oh. Damn, I forgot what I was going to say. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, I go. So, Damn. I mean... You know, I know a ton of great coaches. I know a lot of guys that really, you know, you could tell they care about their kids. I think it would, it, you can just, you could tell from their relationships. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. all, for me, it's all about relationships. Like, you know, I I think that, you know, like we have such a responsibility and not that I want to go back to it, but, you know, when I have huh. a player, like, like I had a football kid that played one year for me my first year and at Pemberton and like he, he, you know, he was a football player, went to go play football in college. Mm-hmm. And I had seen on social media, you know, something ha- happened while he was at school and, you know, I reached out and, and like we talked and he was, you know, really put him in a better place. And, you know, I think just that, again, it's just a relationship that you have, you know, that, co- that connection forever. And I've seen so many, even myself, of all your teammates that you you grew up with. And, you know, you're always connected once you play on a team with each other. And I think that as the coach, you're also connected to those guys. Like, it's not the easiest to keep track of everybody. But at the same time, it's not as difficult to 
you know, just reach out when you see something or, you know, guys like, and, and I guess it's just, it, it also comes back to a love for, for the game. Like, like I, I love the game. Like, I really yeah, do. Like, that, that, that's, that's real good. I'm ready now. Look. All right. So, I, got I, I think that, that question you kind of, like, saying, like, a lot of people got got other intentions other than just coaching the kids. If it's not, yeah. let, me, let, me, let me even rephrase it. If it's not about me actually helping me as the coach mm -hmm. win the game, mm -hmm. I don't care about it. So, if I got to check on your academics in order for you to play and me win the game, I'm going to do that. Okay. If I got to call you to check if your concussion is fine because you're going to play later, mm -hmm. I'm going to call you on how you're feeling. Okay. As long as it's conducive to me winning the game, mm -hmm. it matters. Oh, no, I, I, that's not what I was going to go at. But if, if that's the question, then that's just – if it's coaches that exist like that, it's it's crazy. I, I, I think that's not coaching. That's kind of like – that's AAU and – <laughs> you, you feel me? That's not a high school coach because high school coach is more intimate. You know what I mean? Cause it should. It sh that's a great point. It should be. You know. And but, I, but what so I was going to say is like, um, you can't never judge a coach's uh, inspiration of being to, to be a coach. Whatever inspires him to be a coach, we can't. We gotta let that slide because some coaches got different aspirations to being a coach. You know, and we can't judge them by whatever that is. But if they're a good coach, at the end of the day. Let's just judge them by that. Let's not judge them by the inspiration. That's where I thought that question was going. Because, hmm. like, for example, like, 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 like I'm going to be the scapegoat. If I get Kendall High coach, coaching job, yes, I'm going to take it personal for things that I didn't accomplish in high school. Yes, I am. Like, like my, my, my driven for wanting to be Kendall High coach is to, I'm glad you uh, said that, to accomplish I'm... it through these young kids that I, I end up getting dealt if I get that job. And that, that's my aspiration. Like, yes. So, okay. That's how I want to ask you a question. So, do you, think, do you think you're going to have players that go through, that finish through your program and go nowhere? Yes. Will you have helped them, though? Oh, definitely. They'll definitely be ready for the world. They'll be so, ready for that to happen, as a matter of fact. Yeah. So, so, I worded that wrong. Yes, I will have kids that will not go D1, D2, D3, or will not even play basketball again after high school. Yep. But they will not be a senior in high school after the year they graduated. They will be a 18, 19-year-old woman or man yep. Yep. going throughout. Because life. you prepared them and you were honest with them. Yes. And, and that's what and I'm I think. Keep it that, that's what I think that, and even kind of go back to the first question, like, I think that the more knowledge coaches have. So I, I'll give an example. Like, I had a kid that played my first year. Um, you know, he didn't score a thousand points. You know, we we were five and twenty-one. A lot of close games, five and twenty-one, and didn't really decide he wanted to play in college until like March, no, maybe April. And then called, talked to me, and said, you know what, I do coach, I do want to play. And he's playing at Ramapo now. Mm -hmm. He he immediately was well, he was going into the play. Now you may make me fun of Ramapo. No, but he's no, 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 so he's playing D three basketball from our team with barely any wins. He didn't he didn't have any accolades. So how does that happen? Because and that's really how why I got involved with AU to learn to learn the process. Like mm. I've, I've <laughs> always just been in, interested in learning. Like people ask like you know like I could teach math. I'm a math teacher. I can also teach Spanish. I teach ESL. Like I just always did these things to just really learn and I apply it with everything. So. You know, I, I piggybacked onto a program just to help out, train, stuff like that, to learn the whole process. So, so I, like, I know that October 1st, every kid in the country, their parents can fill out their FAFSA. 
Mm-hmm. Like you better believe all my seniors, they're going to be October 1st, their parents are filling out the FAFSA. Mm-hmm. So that when we put in the application, so they already have a list and they have actually like, we can bring it up. I have an Excel I just sent to a kid actually earlier today that has his 10 to 11, 10 to 12 target schools. There's links, the programs they offer, the cost, the financial aid, the scholarship thing. He's just got to click on them. He's going to apply. Mm-hmm. And then if I go to a coach in the spring and say, hey, look, here's this kid's highlights. He got into your school. He's already got X amount of money. You know, he wants to play for your basketball team. What's the coach going to say? He's going to say, yeah. So he's like, all right, I'll get him on. So, I mean, now we, we, we've, we like, when you learn the process, like, there are guys, high-level guys, it's all taken care of. Or even Division two guys. There's Again, there's a process to it. Most of the world. Like, they, those guys have went on visits. I had one of my players, we went on a visit this summer to a place and you know he's gonna get off for division two and stuff. But there's still other things that we're gonna put in place so that if all the other stuff doesn't work out, he's gonna have a spot. And it's gonna be a spot though that it's gonna have a degree that he wants to get. He's gonna have choices because the guy that went last minute to Ramapo, he had to pay a little more than if he had applied in, in the fall. Mm-hmm. And you know, and again I got the job late, I didn't know what I had and we didn't start the process till after. So you know, I just think there are things you can do and you can educate the kids on to because there's so many kids and that's really where my inspiration comes from. Like I see Burlington and Camden County, but a lot in Burlington County because I'm mainly there. So many kids that have gone through or guys that now you, you see going around, you're like had tons of talent, like could have went somewhere and got a degree because that again, that's the goal. Like not everyone's going to go from beyond there, but at the same time, if you can get a degree and minimize that debt and come out. And, and start your life with you know in a good position like that. That's all you know. I want to do. Let me ask y'all this. You kind of alluded to your answer already, but I still want to hear what both of y'all think. Is being a head coach? Because you said it's a aspiration, right? Mm-hmm. Is is it tied to something you want to do emotionally? No, I'll rephrase it. What, what's the driving force of you being a head coach? The driving force, the tippity top of what's the driving force, and I want you to answer the same thing. Be honest, honestly. My driving force would be, I, I, I always look at myself as a leader, and I think being a head coach at Cam, Camden High specifically, Camden High basketball, that's a way to be, able to, to, be, to be able to call myself a leader of men. At some point in my life, I was a documented leader of men in the city of Camden at a point of time. Do you feel like it has anything to do that something that you left unturned at Camden as a player? Yes, but the, the tippity top is... Because before y'all, before y'all go on, I, I'll give you an example with me, right? I've been coaching in high school for 10 years, right? I, I might have went on... I might have went on 37 job interviews, mm-hmm. literally, in those 10 years. Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and the responses that they gave me was a joke. I mean, it was like really laughable at times. The reason they told me I didn't get the job. So my initial thought process, and I, I, I screenshotted every rejection letter I got, and I initially I wanted to prove all those people wrong. And it started in this city, us growing up in Camden. That's, that's I, it was a time. That's all I cared about was proving people in Camden wrong as a coach. And then it transpired to South Jersey and wherever else I applied, right? But then the light bulb went off, like. Do they really matter? Any of these people over these kids' lives that I'm changing, right? I'm the most competitive person ever as far as winning, right? But at the end of the day, how much do that matter 
as opposed to a kid coming to you four years later and saying, Coach, I got it now. You changed my life. When that first happened to me, everything that I wanted to do, every goal that I wanted to reach, every person that I wanted to prove wrong, I didn't care anymore. All I cared about was the moment and being with those kids and changing, making any change that I could. And, I, and I'm saying that because, and I'm not talking about you specifically, but I think a lot of coaches, again, are portraying to want to do that. Mm -hmm. I care about the kids. I want to change their lives. But really, they trying to get to Duke. They trying to get to the NBA. Mm -hmm. They trying to get to the... In the, in the newspaper like it's, it's some it's really coaches that's trying to it's it's coaches that just want to go to Rutgers like and I want to just be in the spotlight like that's a real thing so again I'll ask y'all the same thing at why are y'all coaching at the core I mean I, I would almost say for me it's um really just to educate and, and what I mean is that, like, probably covers everything, like teaching kids how, how to, you know, prepare themselves for the next step. And, you know, because then that is how you really change a community. And I think that for me, like, just, you know, being a mentor and just, you know, like so many different conversations I've had with guys. Like, I, I had a guy, I would, you know, maybe shouldn't say it on camera, but how to get him to AAU practice, things like that. And, like, those drives was like, we started talking about renting versus buying a house. And, and and things like that. And it's like those are things that he's going to take off. He's like, oh, I mean, it makes more sense to buy a house. And things like like this is just, you know, a way you can influence kids to just in, inspire them and, and let them go. And, like, you know, those are, those, for me, that's that's really what it, it's about. I mean, there I think there are other motivations, of course. Every coach is going to say, like, they want to get to Rutgers. Yeah. Like, they, you you got to want to win. You have to be a super competitive person. 100%. Like, like and 100%. I think. I think even myself, like Hope people I, don't want to misunderstand me. Yeah, what exactly. I'm saying. Like that's like not I, what I'm saying. Especially even sometimes <laughs> for my players, like I, I'm a really calm person. Like I'm a, I'm a laid back person, but like like I hate to lose. Like mm -hmm. I hate to lose. I mean, it could be anything. I'll never forget it. Like I, I have maybe a group of friends. We're so competitive. Whatever it is, they'll bring it back up. Like I beat you in this, and I'm like. Like, it just, it bothers me. So, it's just, that that's a motivation thing, too. Yeah. Like, again, I, like, every loss that I've had, I'll, I'll remember, like, I really will remember. I'll remember exactly. I'll try to take a lesson out of it and learn from it. But, um, but yeah, like, there's other motivations. But I think in the core, I really want kids to learn just how, you know, how to achieve the goals that they want. And that's that's a big part for me is, like, whatever they want to do. And, and that's why I think the reality, being realistic with a player, like, you're you're a D three or hey man listen like I can't get you to a school because X Y and Z like you know there are there is a ceiling for everybody mm -hmm. and, and and just whatever that level is and that's what I just want to provide all the things so that none of the kids really that I say go on and be like you know what I just didn't have the opportunity. Let me ask y'all this. Start with you, Wayne. Do you believe in full transparency with a kid? Well, I need to give an example. No, I like that question right there. <laughs> no. No. No, Explain. I don't that. Don't, you ain't got to give them everything. You don't got to give them everything. Some kids, like you say, they, they can't handle everything. It's certain times, it's certain, it's certain times where you can, but it's certain times, like you talking to me as Coach Smalls, and I got a freshman that 
And I think that basketball might not even be his sport. He might, he might be in the wrong sport, but he getting pushed by his mom and dad. I'm not going to tell him, like, I don't think basketball for you. I'm going to coach him and see what's up. But then it might become to a ceiling, like he said, where I might have to say, come here, man. I mean, I heard you like football. I think you think you want to you wanna do something with football after, after high school. Yeah, okay. Well, I think so you, you, would still give, you would still give him an opportunity. Yeah, I, I, I give it to him. But I'm not in my back of my mind, I already, I already know. You know, when you say full transparency, that means when I've seen it at tryouts, so not like, saying I agree or disagree, but I'm asking you another question. Why are you prolonging the inevitable if you already know? Because, man, you never know. Life is like a box of chocolates. You know right now. I, I think I know, you know. Time can change. Basketball, like, who? Who is it? Sergi Baca? A couple people didn't play basketball until they like 11th grade and ate the NBA. You know, you never know. You can, in, in, the, in the, middle of, the middle of the high school season, you can grow six more inches. Uh-oh, I think I got something, Dwight Cass. <laughs> Went from the volleyball team to our starting center. What you think, Tim? Yeah, I mean, I think it depends. Like, it just, it's just a case-by-case thing. So I think you have to be honest with the kid to an extent. So, like, honestly, you know, like, I don't know. So in your case, are you cut? If you're, if you're, tomorrow, if you're Cam High Coach tomorrow, are you making cuts? Tomorrow? No, I'm giving them at least a week. So, no, but you're cutting people though, right? Oh, that's first day? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got to limit it down. Yeah. Uh, so, two. I mean, you're being, you know, realistic with them and, and letting them go. I mean, I guess. I, I mean, yeah, I'll I, 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 I answer for all of y'all. I'm, I'm 100% transparent. So, I, I don't so, care. So you, I don't you care. Cut any, first day I don't care any atmosphere. You cut first I think day. the difference with me, with, a, with some coaches, is I'll explain to them why. <laughs> You you're you're just not mm. you can't cut the mustard right now. Mm. Now these are the this is A B C and D that you need to do mm. next year between now and next year in order to make the team. Mm. Right now you can't play. So you're not carrying nobody on your team just for a roster spot just to just to see what's going. Phil Calicchio of he's at Elizabeth now. Um, he was at Linden for years. He won five state championships. He told me one time. He said, "I'll never forget this." He said. Um, um, when you when you pick a roster, we got we got twelve kids, right? Twelve, fifteen, one one of them. Let's just say fifteen. I mean, we got high school. Yeah, let's say fifteen. He yeah. said, when you when you uh when you when you make your cuts, you you do you pick the best fifteen kids in the school? I immediately said yes. Okay. He said why? And I had an answer. He was like, how many kids is gonna play for you in that year? All fifteen of those kids is gonna play. You might you might play ten max. So what is the other five kids going to think that made the team? Do they even know their role? They're going to want to play. So what's that going to bring? Animosity. It's going to bring all these other things. I'm better than him. Why are you playing in front of me? They're it's not going to be team. Though. They're not going to be like team. It. But they're not going to be. Like they're not going to be team players. They don't know their role. Those other five kids. Right. That, not that, on your team. They don't know that. Majority coaches that will happen. But I'm sure on your team. But they're. But they're. I picked the best 15 kids. Mm-hmm. They're, they're a notch below the, the starters in the, the rotation. Mm-hmm. So if you're a notch below, as a 16-year-old kid, you're going to think, I could play. Mm-hmm. Why? I'm not playing. You don't know your role, you're, but you're not going to play. So you don't know your role. So you don't understand what your role is. Your, your role might be to cheer on the side. Your role might be a practice player. Your role might be to get water. Your role might be the guy that we... um. 
uh, using as a decoy on defense and practice, whatever the case may be. And you think you, you should be playing. Right. A lot of kids won't be able to do that, but, you know, I'm still taking them the top top kids in the school, though. I'm not giving myself a disadvantage by worrying about egos down the side of the bench. That's, yeah, but to me, it messes fight. up the continuity of what you're doing. Though right, you know, if, if you gotta, if you gotta go, every, every if you gotta go ten, if you gotta go fit, first of all, if you gotta go fifteen people into your season, you're done. I know that's that's. You're not going. Your 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 season is shot. If you gotta get into the double digits in your season, right? So the point being is what I'm saying, and what Phil Kalicki was trying to say is those guys fit a role, mm -hmm. and they need to know that role. Mm -hmm. Period, and it's not playing. Hmm. And I made that mistake once. So Coach Phil saying, don't pick the top fifteen. Pick no, pick pick, pick guys, goal. pick pick guys that understand they Their might role. not ever play this year. Okay. okay, and you need to support your teammates. That's I mean, playing. I think that's advanced, advanced tips and tricks. I think that's advanced, like the advanced <laughs> top of the line coaches. I mean, you can say give, that. Give me the fifteen. Give me the fifteen bad boys. But I, I think what you're saying though, it does come back to relationship. Like if you're open with those kids and have a relationship, like I've carried extra guys and sat them down as soon as tryouts and said, look. If you want to play, I'm telling you right now, like you're not really gonna play much. Like you're gonna to have to come. I never leave kids to assume. Like you not know, one. Yeah, and and I say you're not really gonna play much at all, and and you know you're gonna to have to practice a lot. You're gonna to have to do everything everybody else does, mm -hmm. but I just know that you're not really gonna fit that much and get much time. You have to be okay with that if you're gonna really play. So make sure if you're coming, you know, tomorrow, like that. That's something you want to do. If you, like you're gonna be on the team if that's okay with you. Like, what do you think? And then let them think about it, tell me. And, and I think that that is just with the openness and the relationship of regardless. Because I've kept extra guys. I mean, I've kept guys who never played basketball before and he scored a bucket. Mm -hmm. He played, like, maybe two games all year. But he loved any. And everybody hated practicing against him. <laughs> hard. I've he never – and this is, this is for you. You ever get into the coaching world, this is just from my experience. Mm -hmm. I've, I've never ended on bad terms with being honest. Okay. Mm -hmm. A kid might be mad at me at the time. He might be mad at me for a week. He might be mad at me for a year. Mm -hmm. But every single time that two years down the road, I see that kid walking down the street, I get the biggest hug ever. Because mm -hmm. they knew. They knew. That's real. They knew. And I'm a, I am I could sleep at, with that at night, knowing that I told the truth. And I always say this as well. Mm -hmm. Take what I'm saying and get upset about mm -hmm. what I'm saying. And get better. And get better. Who who can who can get upset with that? Ben Simmons. <laughs> who does that? That's damn. The that's the only person. Here, that's the only person you could have said. You're absolutely right. <laughs> like get yeah, out of here. That's the only person. But John Wall, when you come here, bring your Achilles, bring yeah. your knees, and stay away from that girl, lovely yeah. Leash on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, she's bad. Let's let's end with this. Um. She's um. Bad. What you guys think the the head coach's what, what you guys think the head coach's job in two thousand twenty? Because it's totally different than when we grew up. I mean, I think just you know prepare prepare their players for the next next chapter, whatever that is, next level they go to. It could be it could be playing, it could be it could be working, it could be you know any whatever it is. And I think amongst that, again, like we're not saying you ignore the season, like that's. A given. Every coach is going to do that. Every coach is going right. to get their kids to, the, right. you know, try to get them in, the, you know, hopefully the showcases and highlight them and do all that stuff. But, like, beyond that, you have to give them the support and just, you know, the tools so that when they go on, it's not looking back like, oh, you know, because, again, 
you're, you're never going to forget your teams. You don't mm -hmm. forget the guys you play with. You don't forget mm -hmm. all those memories. Like, we all wish we could get it back. Like, you, you know, like that. that's just you, you always remember. And, and so creating that, that, you know, just that team mentality and also preparing them is just a combination for me. I like it, rolling with that. I like it. There we go. And I wanted to say on camera before we close out, again, I know this is only your third year you're in. You're doing an amazing job at Pemberton, man. And I know you're going to continue to get better. Um, I Well, it was what you had them two weeks into the year when we yeah, scrimmaged y'all at yeah, West Tech. And yeah. I, I, I would lie to you not. I, they look totally different than that one in 2017 the year prior, whoever they was, like that fast. And yeah. I was like, you know what? He was the right man for the job. So, um, nah, I... What you're doing is great. It's making basketball better, which what I feel overall, just we, we this whole conversation that you had, I think this is my experience. You got a different experience. You got a different experience. We need more coaches like that, right? We, we, we need more competitive coaches. We need more coaches that care. High school coaches are, they should be the foundation of these kids' lives. Correct. We see them way too much. Like, it, it shouldn't be the way that it is. Right, and I think people like you is pushing that narrative forward, and I want to set it on air. We appreciate you, man. No, thank you. Thanks we for having me. You. you know, I learned from a lot of coaches, worked with a lot of good ones, and just trying to keep it going. Who's your favorite so, coach right now girl. in college basketball? That's a good question. Ooh, that's a real good question. Basketball. Mine, Tom Izzo. Y'all know not to ask me that. Mine's just, mine's just very simple. You said yours is Tom Izzo. Tom Izzo.